Hello everyone and welcome to the Talk Music Podcast, where we chat everything and anything related to the world of music and occasionally focus on topics a little bit unrelated. My name is Scott Cowie. I am a drummer turned comedy singer-songwriter and apparently now a podcaster. You're going to hear me chat to many different people, but more often than not, it will be fellow musicians having conversations about their careers and lives within, arguably, the greatest art form in the world. And you get this for free each and every week on scottcowie.com, on Stitcher Radio, and now on iTunes. So please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, let them know what's going on over here. But for now, enjoy the show. Guest this week on the podcast, the one and only Jacoby Shaddix from the band Papa Roach. They are absolutely rocking it right now on their UK tour. They've been around for 20 years, 20 years of success within music. He's got a great story. It's all coming up. Okay, before we get to the interview with Jacoby Shaddix from Papa Roach, I've got my very good friend Nora Germain on the line because... This has become a very, very, very popular segment of the podcast. It's the Love Advice column. And Nora is here. And not only is she very, very good at giving out love advice, she also happens to be one of the best violin players in the world. So before we go any further, Nora, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. How are you? You know me, Nora. I can't complain. Never do. Especially when I'm getting an opportunity to save some lives and answer some questions from the listeners regarding their love life. So Nora's going to help us out, right? She's got her violin with us as well, so if we're feeling that it should have a little bit of a soundtrack, then we'll do exactly that. So Nora, we want your advice on this, obviously, right? So I'm going to read you out the first one, and it's from from Isla. Okay, here we go. Isla, hi Scott, love the podcast. Can you please say happy birthday to my pal Jelly and She's 21? We seen you play at the Aaron Festival, the Aaron Music Festival. Hi, Jillian. Uh, happy birthday, whatever. Anyway, I, I need advice, okay? My boyfriend Matthew and I have been dating for a year. I truly believe he is the love of my life. However, he's been texting and flirting with a girl in his work. I know they have a little thing for each other. <laughs> I know they have a little thing for each other. It's driving me mad. I don't want to come across as a mad, jealous bitch. And she's she's bleeped out the word bitch by putting a star at the eye. She censored their own word. Good. But at the same Good. time, he's crossing the line. Um, he's such a nice guy, though, and I'm worried I will lose him if I bring this up. What should I do? Nora, what do you think? Um... I think honesty is the way to go. And it's also very important to listen to your gut. So if you think something's wrong, you should speak up. And you can't be in a relationship with a person that you're afraid to talk to. Because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like it, right? Imagine a role play scenario then, okay? Imagine you're Isla and I'm the guy Matthew, okay? So you oh so you you you've came home. <laughs> And you know, I've I've came home and I've I've been texting uh, this girl for the work. Okay, so how would this conversation go, Isla? I hope you're taking some notes because Nora's going to act your part, and I'll play the part of your stupid boyfriend. Not your your beautiful boyfriend, Matthew. Go for okay, it, Nora. So I would say, right? Imagine you're doing it right now. So you're going for it. Go for it. I feel 
concerned Why? about these messages that you're sending to other people. What are you talking about? Well, either you're going to tell me the truth or this is not going to work because I just want to know who you're talking to. Okay, I'm texting uh, a girl for the work and, uh, you know, it's just a bit of fun. You know, I'm a good looking guy. Girls find me attractive. And, you know, she's just texting me. What's the big deal? Why don't you just keep your mouth shut and get out of my business? Well, I'm just wondering if you plan to go out with her because, you know, I'm here and we're in a relationship. Yeah, I know that you're here. You're here. You're here annoying me with all these accusations. Right. Well, is it just the one girl or are there more? Well, maybe a few, four more. Yeah. Big deal. Three or four more. Well, four, five, six. Big deal. This, is, this relationship isn't going to work unless you trust me. Do you trust me? Not if you're t texting and talking to four, five, six other women all the time. Oh, for God's sake. You're just like every other. You're just like my five ex-wives. Right, okay. Ayla, I hope that's helped. There's a little kind of role-play scenario for you there. That, I think I could do. I can think I could do acting. Right, anyway. The next yeah, one. Could. Right, yeah. Nora, we need a bit of violin playing for this one because this oh, one goes on great. for about five hours, Can't right? Great, now, great, great. make sure you listen intently here. Okay, and okay. apologies for some of these because they last forever. Okay, here we go. Okay. Hello, I am 29. Married to my husband for... Just play violin whenever you want, Nora. Okay. Right, I'll start again. Hello, <laughs> I am 29. Married to my husband for seven years. Before I met him, I was in a long-distance relationship with my ex for three years. We were classmates before I moved here to the U.S. of A. He was the nicest, most gentle man I ever know. Don't you mean you? Duh, whatever. I gave all of my heart to him. He never did anything to hurt me, both physically and emotionally, even when I had a horrible temper at the time. He is educated and I already talked about marriage. I really thought it's him. He's my ideal man I have longed for. Later on, distance made it hard for us. He complained that he always looked for me in every girl because, oh my God, this goes on for ages. So I'm just trying to cut to the gist. Okay, anyway, right. So basically, <laughs> I'm sorry about this. Uh, the person, you haven't even left a name, so I do apologize. But I have only, um, let me get to the kind of the meat of this. So he was, the guy went on to say that he'd fall, he's starting to fall in love with somebody else. So the woman continues. So I hurried and went back home to him to another country because I told him I will prove him I love him. Our English is terrible. Maybe that's the reason why he was interested in someone else. But the gist of it is that he's fallen in love with someone else. Okay, so I'll continue. I only had enough money to stay for two weeks there. Those were the happiest days of my life. Even my family met him until I came back to the US and he fell out of love with me. I was extremely heartbroken. I kept begging him <laughs> every night to come back. I don't have any sort of shame begging him for forgiveness on cheating on me. He cheated on her as well. Every night I cried secretly, did not tell anyone. I apologised profusely. It is eight years later and I am starting to see someone else, yet I think about him all the time. My feelings for him have affected me to this day. I still love this man. What must I do? <sighs> that was a novel. But anyway, Nora, what would you do? Okay, what would I do? I would uh, get over it because um, <laughs> probably... 
we all have those old flames, you know, but probably if you really think about it, your mind is just making it seem like he's way better than he actually is. Mm. And don't screw up the thing that you've got to go after something from a long, long time ago uh, if you aren't even in contact with him and you don't see him. And it's just better to let these things go, you know, rather than let it ruin the great relationship that you have. Jeez. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, right. so, sorry if I'm acting so surprised. Um, that was really cool. Right, oh. I'm going to move on to the next one. It's a, it's a guy, right, and we don't need violin for this one because it's, it's, oh, it's straight to the point. Mm, Hi, like Tan. Is that a dig at men? We'll continue. This guy's called Robbie. Say hi to Robbie. Hi, Robbie. Okay. Hi, Tanya Scott. He obviously thinks that Tanya was going to be because she did it last week. Okay, he's not with the program. Anyway. My girlfriend and I are having some troubles. Uh oh. After I get home from a long day at work, she doesn't even cook for me. When I tell her that all a woman is good for is cooking and cleaning, she says I am being sexist. I don't want to dump her as she's a bit of a looker. But at the same time, uh, yeah. given I'm working full time, she needs to make herself useful somehow. Don't you agree? I would agree. I would say um, it is sexist to think that a woman should do all the cooking and the cleaning and all this stuff and that a man shouldn't do it. But I do think if you're in a committed relationship, whoever is home should make a meal for the other person because it's a nice thing to do. Actually, I can't really cook anything. The only thing I can really make is reservations. But I would at least do that. And um, so I would say... Uh, don't just stay with her because she's a bit of a looker or whatever you said. But I also um, probably wouldn't say that all women are good for is. Did he actually say all that women are good for is cooking and cleaning? Is that what he said? Yes. Oh, my God. That is really nasty. Um, women are good for a lot of things. Um, Not cooking, that. cleaning. What else? See know. the guy that you paused there. You're having to think. Maybe, maybe some would suggest that this guy has a point. I'm certainly not saying that, but he seems pretty. You know, he seems pretty confident in his views. Well, maybe he shouldn't be. But I also think that maybe if she's not considered enough to take care of her man, then maybe she doesn't really feel like being with him anymore. So it's more advice for the woman to dump the guy, even though she might not be listening. But it I think both of them, I think that I think Robbie, I think you need to realize that women can do a lot more than just cook and clean. And I also think you need to realize that a woman that doesn't want to cook or clean for you probably doesn't want to for a reason. Wow. That's in your I'm face, saying. Robbie, in your face. That's what you get for saying women can only cook and clean because they can also play really good violin. Is not a well, yeah, look, I can't really cook anything. But does that mean I'm worthless? Maybe. Pretty but much. <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on okay. to to Debbie from Dundee. Say hi to Debbie. Hi, Debbie from Dundee. Have you heard of Dundee? Yeah. Um, I think Alison Burns used to live in Dundee. Martin's daughter. Moving on. Sorry. Debbie says. <laughs> My boyfriend. She's my friend. Sorry. Big deal. What's what's her, what's her name? Alison Burns. Hey, Alison. That's it. 
My right, anyway, Debbie from Dundee. Nora, stop changing the subject. My boyfriend and I have been dating for eight months. I was traveling for the first three months of our relationship, but I'm now back in my flat and two weeks ago he moved in. He treats me like his princess. And given he recently got promoted in his job, he has been treating me non-stop. And that nice. Mm, sounds great. Almost too good to be true. He is perfect for me. <laughs> However, nice. However, just like a lot of men, he can be childish at times. Uh-huh. Sometimes he is really dependent on his mother. She even oh does my. she even does his washing for him. She will collect clothes from is the wash, I'm sorry, is washing clothes washing or is that like bathing? Just wait for this, okay? Okay. She even does his washing for him. She will collect the clothes from his flat and then take them to his parents' house to wash them. Not only that, she washes him too. She baths him every night. I find this weird and uncomfortable. Please help. Nora? Um, um, is there a Scottish meaning of bath that's different? No, the American. No, she she bathes him, his mother. I mean, like, um, I feel like we may need some more details. I don't mean like dirty details. I just mean what is she? What? How old is this man? Twenty six. <clears throat> Please help. I would say one good way to kick the mother out is just to walk around. The apartment naked. As much as possible. Right, so in order for you, you're obviously concerned that this situation isn't normal. So in order for you to make it more normal, you suggest, well, the mother would, is bathing the 26-year-old man, the girlfriend of the guy should walk around the apartment naked because that will make things more... Um, no, because cause with the girlfriend walking around naked, the mother will be like, oh... It's not a good time, and then she'll go. She'll go away. You know. I don't think the mother would be um, uncomfortable with the quote-unquote daughter-in-law walking about the apartment oh, naked. Oh, I see. Maybe because. Yeah. But no, it's a, no. That is a that's a good like you know like if you're in a relationship and there's like a third person living there like a roommate and if one of you especially the girl it's in movies all the time the girl just walks around with no clothes on and the guy just freaks out and wants to kick everybody out because the guy is like oh my god. But the, but, the guy's, but the guy's too busy having his mother wash his balls at the time. He's not going to kind of pick up on that. Yeah, I'm not really sure what to do about having your mom wash your own balls. <laughs> Is this a real weather? It's Is this 100%. Really real? It's what? You didn't write these all yourself, did you? No, we get them emailed in every week. Music at gmail.com. The people of Scotland and the UK and indeed some in America email in with the, the problems. So are you going with the whole the, the daughter should walk about the apartment naked? Is this the answer to this? Or in this? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if the mom is really washing him, I mean, I really, I don't know. It sounds a little bit, um, um, I'm not really sure what can be done. Uh, maybe just start a conversation with the, with, um, what's her name again? It's Debbie from Dundee. Debbie, listen, Debbie. I think you should just have a conversation with your boyfriend. 
Right. So what would you say? Would you say something like, I I feel it's uncomfortable when I'm, when I'm, I'm sitting, you know, cooking you a chicken to know that your mother's washing your ass in the bathroom? Maybe just like, um, you know, (laughs) why is your mother, um, you know, bathing you? (laughs) You know, what's, why? What's, What's the, uh, you know, when did this start? And maybe get a bit of therapy in there. And I'm sure they can, there's got to be a logical explanation. Or or she's got to break up. Or the mom has got to go. Right, okay. So, so, right, okay. So you would just, you would just bring that up in the conversation? Yep, I would, yeah. I would just have a conversation with him. By himself, not with the mom there, because she's going to just talk more about it and make it. Nora, that's a brilliant help. I think that's a lot of the people um, that have written in, I think they'll be walking away with happier lives, and I think the relationships, well, a lot of the relationships, I think a lot of the relationship problems will be solved. We're going to cut to an interview with Jacoby from Papa Roach. Are you a fan of Papa Roach? Oh, yeah. They're great, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, well, we're going to cut to an interview, and we're going to you're going to stick around because we're going to talk about your London trip and oh, everything great. to do with uh, the music and the world of Norwich and Maine. So hang about, and we're going to cut to an interview. It's going to be a good one. Okay, I'm back on the Talk Music Podcast with Jacoby from Papa Roach. Does this, who's, does this make you happy? Does this make you happy or sad? Right. Okay. Does this piss you off? I'll tell you, given that it's audio, he's just shown me the new Celtic away top. Does that piss you off? Does that make you feel good? I'm going to try and be, uh, what you got to understand, it's 50-50 in Scotland. Exactly, that's, why, that's why I Celtic, asked you right? okay. He's either going to be for him or he's going to freaking hate me. Right, so where do you, you're obviously on the Celtic side. Why Celtic? A uh, really good friend of mine, uh, Kev, that sings for a band called Yashin from here in town, uh, brought me this today. We just went to lunch and chatted up. He's all, he's all, you're really going to get a lot of love and a lot of hate for wearing this around here. So um, this is his team. I'm in no position to advise you on music, but the one thing I would just strongly recommend is you don't wear that on stage tonight. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we'll see, dude. Sometimes you just got to piss your fans off to get a rise out of them. Right, okay. Well, I tell you what, it's gonna be. there's going to be headlines left, right and center tomorrow if you wear that Kobe on stage. Kobe lynched at Rock and Roll Show for wearing a Celtic shirt. <laughs> right, 16 years on the road. How does it feel? It feels good, man. Shows have been banging. This tour uh, through the UK coming to Scotland has been awesome. We just did a London... Uh, a couple nights ago it was amazing. Southampton was great. Bristol was great, and uh, it's been awesome. Every all the shows are sold out. Um, the only one that's not sold out, almost sold out, is Birmingham. So, pretty close to a complete sold out UK tour, which is sixteen years in, a good thing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? How's Glasgow been over the years? Oh, always been great. Many shows here at the Barrelands, or as you guys say, the Barrelands. You That's know. pretty good Scottish yeah, accent, man. We, we've been here many times. We love it, man. Crowds are great. Crowds are rambunctious. Um, that's why we keep coming back. You know what I'm saying? Tell us, back in the day, I'm going to go way back. Tell, take me through the day that you quit your job. Oh, man. I was a janitor at a hospital at a on a military base. And uh, it was actually a pretty kick-ass job for myself at the time because 
it was my early 20s and i didn't go to college so rock and roll was my college you know so we went straight in the van and just started doing like weekend warrior tours and stuff like that and this job was actually pretty cool with me going all right hey check it out i need thursday and monday off thursday friday and monday off because we're going to go do a west coast tour and then i'll come back and i'll work during the week you know as long as i let them know in advance it was fine and uh but then once we got this record deal i remember i was going in the office i'm like we finally got a record deal but I'm not going to get paid from the record company for like quite some time. So I had a record deal at the same time as I had this janitor's job, you know? And so, uh, finally when I was able to call the boss and just tell her, I was like, listen, this is my two weeks. I'm going in the recording studio, blah, 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 you know, this in a month. So I got to get off and start working with my band every day and, you know, just getting everything all tidied up, man. It was a, it was a fantastic day. Great like, take this job and shove it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And they were quite supportive. Not when you delivered that line, but they were quite supportive of you going Oh, yeah. And... It was a joke, though. When I went in, I'm all, you guys, because they knew we had the record deal, and they were right. just waiting, you know? And I'm like, take this job and shove it. They're like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, so it was, a, it, was a, it was a great day, man. It, was, it really was. So the band's influences back in the day, because it's maybe not what initially people might think, because you guys like funk music. Oh, yeah. There's, you know. Oh, yeah. We came up listening to, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, p-funk uh mr bungle faith no more bands that always kind of had that funkier edge to their music and that was just something that we we had gravitated towards love james brown growing up always just thought he was awesome but then i also had a love for like 80s rock and 80s metal at that same time so there was this you know kind of element of we we're just mashing everything that we liked into one sound and you know our guitar player was a total metal he loved industrial music and metal music and so when we asked him to join the band he's like ah you guys are like funky you know we're like we don't care dude we need somebody to play that heavy riff over our funky music like we that's what we want and uh when we pulled him into the fold that's when p roach was born you know excellent I'm going to name drop here. Guess who I interviewed this morning? George Clinton. Are you for real? Aye. I interviewed him this morning. Brilliant. That's badass. Yeah, I spoke to him on the phone. He was just really, really cool. That's um, cool. There's this, the song Mathematics. We'll talk about it after this, uh, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll talk funk later on. Laura Murphy on the internet is asking about the songwriting process of Papa Roach. Do you come in with lyrics? Is it a jam thing? Do people come in with songs? How does it Um, This time around, it we approached it quite differently than we had before. Um we did it all in the studio. We didn't have any demos or ideas. I just had one chorus written for a song called Broken Is Me. And that was what we went into the studio with. And we just started from ground zero. That was that point, that chorus, that little lyric and that hook was where we started from and worked on the chord progression underneath it. We tried it in a couple different tunings and uh, settled on having it in drop C. And then it was just like a floodgate opened and it was just idea after idea. So it would be a riff idea or a beat idea um and i would always layer the lyrics on last i'd find the music that was very inspiring to me like that's really essentially how it works is music first lyrics second um theme and idea in general you know face everything and rise was a theme that we went into the studio with and uh for me lyrically you know that was kind of the let's let's write a record from this perspective and uh you know it's it's an interesting battle but it's like it was a good one this time. I had a really good time. This is probably the funnest I've ever, the funnest time I've had making a record. Which brings us on nicely to Liam's Grogan. Liam Grogan's question on Facebook. What bands influenced the change in the sound for the new album? And does it feel like you've come full circle um, and you can hear influence from recent bands that took influence from your earlier work? Yeah, um, definitely we went back and listened to early Papa Roach. 
you know, it, it, that record in Fest in particular was just something that had that groove in the music that we felt we kind of had lost a little bit. And so we want to dabble in some of that and also some of the rap and bring some of that in some of the songs. And then also, you know, there was new bands that we had been digging on a lot, L big fans of Lamb of God. Right. You know, they're not really a new band, but, you know, newer influence on the band. Um, uh, big influence on myself, um, uh, Bring Me the Horizon. I really love that record, Sempaternal. Um, that thing just gets me off, man. Enter Shikari, I like that band a lot right. as well. They're like one of my favorites. Enter Shikari, that record, uh, Mind Sweep, the new one. Really didn't influence the last record because it came out after our record, but dude, I'm jamming that record. It's just, right. it's cool, man. It's got a lot of really cool adventurous sounds to it, you know? So we're always open to listening to a lot of music. And also uh, another record that I was listening to quite a bit as we were writing our record was uh, Restoring Force by Of Mice and Men. And so that's another band that, you know, they're newer, but they kind of, they, they got some of that old school new metal ishness to some of their riffs and so it's kind of like it's old school but it's new school you know and so it's kind of seems a bit of a resurgence of some of that early 2000 sound coming back in some of the younger bands which is dope and that's just because those kids were coming to our shows you know what i'm saying and so that's like for me that's a trip you know to find out lee from bring me the horizon was p roach was the first rock band hoodie that he ever bought you know what wow. i'm saying and then we're doing the show at the roundhouse a couple nights ago and then i see lee crowd surfing up over the crowd i'm like yes <laughs> now we're rocking ollie's in the back with his girlfriend on his shoulders you know what i'm saying like it's, it's it was kind of a cool moment you know for us to see it's like you know we're fans of theirs there's fans of ours you know so it's kind of a cool interesting kind of time in rock music right now for us we've survived a lot of that you know the highs and lows of i guess the new metal fallout or whatever mm -hmm. and uh we just maintain this rock career and you also managed to survive the anger management tour yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm desperate to hear about this. My if liver can, was hurting. Right, okay. Tell us about this tour then. Anger Management Tour. We did two of them. We did uh, one with Limp Biscuit. Uh, Eminem was on both of them. And I had a really good time on that tour. That was like, you know, kind of at the height of when hip hop and rock were just ruling the charts. P. Roach, Limp Biscuit, Eminem, just mashing charts up. And uh, to go out on tour with those guys, it was a blast. We had a good time. We partied, man. We were doing some WWF, WWE wrestling in the backstage dressing room with Eminem, me and my drummer, like just going off. There was an end of tour party that just got rowdy. And uh, yeah, so it was a fun tour, though. The, the, the bands were great and the backstage parties were epic. I think you may have missed a trick there. Yeah, you and Eminem wrestling. That being filmed and on YouTube these days, it's just viral written all over it. But, you know. <laughs> okay. You talked about surviving years and years and years of playing. Um, what do you think the lowest point in the band has been? I mean, in the band's career, I would say after we recorded the record, uh, Getting Away With Murder, and we had DreamWorks dissolved. So DreamWorks was no longer a company. It got out by, bought out by Universal. And so we just kind of got shuffled over to another record company because we made money for record companies. So they were like, well, we're going to hold on to these guys, but we don't necessarily know if we believe in them or not. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that was kind of a rough time for us. And we went and recorded Getting Away With Murder, turned in the record. The producer wasn't a fan of the song Getting Away With Murder, didn't dig it. Um, the head of the record company, um, Jimmy Iovine and Jordan Schur, heard the song Scars. And they were like, ah, we don't really believe in it. We think you should go into the studio and re-record it and make it sound more like it's been a while by Stained. And I was like, ah, 
I don't, that's not us. That's stained. Like mm -hmm. I'm not, we're not going to try to jump bandwagons just to like have success. Right. Like we got to be who we are, you know? And, you know, and then they strong armed us. They're like, we're not putting out the record unless you go in and recut the song. And we're like, Ugh. all right, we'll try to recut the song. We went in and recut the song and I, we turned it in. We're like, this is the biggest piece of shit we've ever heard in our fucking life. If you like this, you have terrible taste. <laughs> and they were just like, this is terrible. And I was like, duh, I could have mm -hmm. told you. So we turn around and uh, Getting Away With Murder, that song that the producer didn't like, went top top rock charts. Uh, uh, Scars has the highest charting song on pop radio we've ever had. And we sold, we turned around and sold 1.5 million records for a record company that didn't even believe in the two songs that we gave them. And so sticking to our guns in that low point has paid off. And so I think that that's uh, something that we've learned about ourselves is that know when to believe in yourself. It's incredible to think the success that you guys have had over such a long period of time. Um, if you could give any sort of advice to young up and coming bands that are trying to do the same thing, um, can you think of anything straight away what that would be? I mean, don't be afraid to be broke for a while. You know what I'm saying? Be poor and just struggle as a musician. That's That kind of weeds out the good ones and the shitty ones. You know what I'm saying? The people that really believe in it and want to chase it, you know? and. And also uh, do it for the music, you know what I'm saying? Because if you're doing it to be on the cover of a magazine in a rock band right now, it's not really the fucking time. You know what I mean? It's like, do it because you love the music and, uh, you know, the styles are cyclical too, you know? So pop is really big right now, but eventually rock will come back and be the biggest thing again, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, don't uh, worry about the trends. Do it for what, do it because you love it and the people will recognize that, you know? I'm going to ask you the same thing that I asked Chris Jericho from Fozzie yeah. the other day. What's been the most spinal tap moment of the band's career? There must, be, I mean, they must have a handful, right? Dude, they're every day. My life, our life is spinal tap. Spinal tap is so real that when Ozzy Osbourne saw the movie, he no, thought no. it was just a, a documentary on a band. Do you know what I'm saying? Ricky Gervais says the only imperfection in Spinal Tap is that it's not real. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just so funny, man. It's which way is the stage? How many times do I get lost trying to find the dressing room? Um, you know, we show up to a, a a place that's, you know, on the address list and there's nothing or nobody there. It doesn't exist. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like shit like that happens on a regular basis, man. It's just, that's why that movie was made. You know, because it's just comical. It's like we just look at each other. We're like Spinal Tap. You know what I mean? It's like ask any band, dude. It's 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 every day, all day. Is there any places that you guys would like to play? You haven't had the opportunity yet. Uh, I'd like to go to South Africa. I'd like to go to Chile. Um, I'd like to go to Iceland. I think those three places would be kind of a trip to go to. If any promoters or agents are listening. Yeah, that's like that's like the crazy triangle tour, dude. That's like that's a lot. Those some long flights. Um, and as far as places you'd like to play, any producer you'd like to work with? Oh, man. Producer that I would like to work with. There's other songwriters, I think, that I would like to really collaborate with. Okay. Uh, it, I've always talked about wanting to collaborate with The Prodigy. I think that that would be cool. De definitely a big fan of their group. Um, it would be awesome to have a guy like Trent Reznor produce a Papa Roach record. That could be interesting. I don't know if that'll probably never happen, but I just think that that would be a cool experience because he just has a very interesting take of how to uh, incorporate raw organic rock tones with uh current technology and keyboards and synths like that i'm a big fan of his lastly what can the glasgow fans expect tonight then what, what songs are you giving us knock down drag out rip roar and fucking rock and roll show dude this is straight on fire from beginning to end man we're coming to bring it dude it's gonna be a good one tonight
Right, excellent. Yeah. Absolute pleasure to meet nice you. Talking have, with you. Have a think about the Celtic top ten. It might not be the best <laughs> idea for stage yeah, group, yeah, but I'll leave yeah, that we'll with. But part of me really wants you to wear this. Do you know that? <laughs> Just see you what know? happens. Right, for the encore, leave yeah. it to the encore. Yeah, right. I ain't coming out with that. <laughs> I starting it like that. <laughs> There you have it. A big thank you to Jacoby from Papa Roach. Joining me again is my little friend from America who has a, a violin. Nora is only four foot three and she plays amazing violin. Isn't that, that right, is Nora? That's not true. What height are you? I am five foot one. Yep. What did I say? Four foot three. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, but Nora, don't let the size fool you. Don't let when when she talks, she sounds a bit funny sometimes. But she's an amazing violin player, and she's got a whole host of things coming up. And this podcast, we're filming it. If you must know, everybody, we filmed this on the Tuesday, okay? But it's now up on the Thursday. So by that time, Nora might be in London. When when are you when are you going to be in London? Actually, no, I'm going from March 25th until... That's ages uh, away. April 4th. Well, not really ages away. There are lots of preparations, you know? Right, so tell everybody what you're going to be doing in London. Tell them everything that there is to know. Well, the reason, the main reason I'm going is because John Altman, this fantastic saxophonist and composer... Um, invited me to come play with him at his gig at Pizza Express in London on April 1st. Nice. And so I'm going to be there playing. And also Jacob Collier, one of my good friends, who's also living in London, um, of course, uh, he'll be on the show also. And a bunch of John's friends who are some of the top um, jazz players in the world. So I'm very excited to meet all of them. I'm very excited to perform for my first time at Pizza Express. I guess they're treating it kind of like a UK debut for me, which is uh, really exciting. And I'm just, I love London, so I just can't wait to go. It's going to be great. Um, Nora is genuinely one of the best violin players in the world. And she's played with uh, some of the greatest guitar players in the world, with the inclusion of Martin Taylor, Tommy Emmanuel. Um, and if that's not impressive enough, me. That, why are I you love laughing? that you always throw that in there. Why I don't understand <laughs> why you're laughing. I don't understand why you're laughing when I throw my name in there with some of the greatest guitar players in the world. No, it's pure pure uh, joy. Yes. Um, Gratitude. So, so is all the people you've mentioned there, it's, they're all a bunch of kind of string players as well, yeah? Oh, um, John Altman? Yeah, they're, they're all string players, the people you mentioned, right? Oh, uh, no, John plays saxophone, and Jacob is um, a pianist, but also a multi-instrumentalist. He can, he can play uh, kind of everything. That's pretty cool. So it's the big UK debut yourself there. Everybody needs to go and check Nora out online. Tell everybody uh, your websites and your Twitters and your Facebooks and your Instagrams and your Bebos and all oh, that. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, just, yeah, my website, I guess, is the best one, noragermain.com. And um, you can find me everywhere else from there, too. And I would love to hear from you guys. So just send me a note. And um, maybe if you, some of you are in London, you can come by. I have some friends that I met in Shetland. When I went to Shetland, I have some friends that are coming on the 1st. But I can't wait to see. So if you're in London, come say hi. It'll be great. It'll be just a fantastic evening. 
She genuinely is amazing on the violin. I watched one of your videos a couple of weeks ago, by the way. Oh, thanks. It's Thank the, you. the one where you were playing blues and you were getting right into it. You were pulling all the, the classic blues guitar player faces. Do you remember doing that one? Oh, yeah. Yep. Can, can you play some blues just now for the tale of it? Oh, yeah. I'm always, you know, down for that. Okay. Nora's going to play some blues. Here we go. Just very impromptu, ladies and gentlemen. This this track yeah. this track is called the Nora Blues. Oh, great! Actually, I wrote a tune a few weeks ago called Nora's Blues, which I I play from time to time. But um, yeah, okay. I love the blues. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> really, yeah. really cool. Uh, I check it out. She's on iTunes as well. That's a great EP, the one that you brought out. I've got it on my, my iTunes and it's it's really good. Nora Germain. Not only does she give um, brilliant love advice, she's she's a dab hand at the old violin. The oh, talk music thank you. No problem at all. The talk music podcast, Scott Cowie, it's available on SoundCloud, it's available on iTunes, it's available on all my websites. Before you go to norajermain.com, click on my website. That should be the first protocol, scottcowie.com. Follow me on Twitter, at Music. Add me on Facebook, um, but not in fact, just like my like page on Facebook. That'd be the best thing to do. And we will see you guys very soon. Nora, have you got any last final words for the listeners? Oh, no, just good luck with all of your relationships. I'm so excited to hear about this new love column. I just can't wait to see all of the great things we're going to learn. It's brilliant. And uh, the, the, the new love audio column is rocking the podcast world. And it's so brilliant that Nora's so supportive of all your um, relationships because she says that she's looking forward to see how it progresses while she laughs which is very, very sincere. Anyway, Nora Germain, thanks very much. Thanks very much to Jacoby. Thanks to Papa Roach. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to Chris Jericho last week. Thanks to everybody that's ever been on this podcast. We will see you guys next week. Woo!